beautiful Advent lighting by our family. Good morning and welcome to Middle Collegiate Church. Morning. We're grateful to have you in worship with us. This is the fourth week in Advent. We've already lit the candles for hope, peace, and joy. And today we will light the candle of love. Let us pray. God of all, Thank you for your gift of love. The love that was shown in Jesus is the same love that surrounds us and connects us to one another. Love makes our heart beat. Love stirs us to acts of kindness. And love heals the world. Help us move in hope, peace, and love during this time of Advent as we wait and prepare for Christ's coming. Amen. Amen.
And now some more beautiful children love as we baptize our wonderful baby girl. Come on up, family. And at this time, we are also going to ask any children or young at heart to come up and get a front row seat to this beautiful baptism. You can sit on the blanket if that feels familiar to you. Come on, Brooks, I see you. Some people are getting ready. Everybody. Oh, good. All come the on up. Family. And come turn on up. around. And family, yeah. Come on. Everybody and Brooks, who's coming, why don't come you turn on. So you can see the family. There you go. There you go. Sit right there. Beautiful. Come on. Come on up. Hi. Welcome. So glad to see you. Good. Hi, you guys. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Hey. Oh, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. It takes a village. Mm -hmm. Woo! I love it. Come on. Come on. You can stand on the blanket. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, this is wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful family. Yes. <laughs> look at that baby. I don't, I don't know if we should talk. I think we should just look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baptism is one of the most beautiful times in our community. It's almost worth going to grad school just so you can <laughs> get ordained and do this really beautiful thing. In our beautiful multiracial, multicultural congregation, we come from lots of different places. And so baptism can mean different things to us. Most of us understand that we've borrowed this ritual from our Jewish friends, a ritual of cleansing, to some of us, baptism means it's dying to an old life and rising to a new one. Or for some of us, it means fresh starts, chance to get it right. <laughs> and sometimes it means, you know, belonging to a community and being accountable inside the community mm -hmm. for being our most blessed, amazing, loving selves. But to babies, to all of our babies, mm -hmm to Adarewa, to all of us. The babies, I think, understand that this water is fun, <laughs> and they like stomping in puddles and jumping in the water, and maybe it even reminds them of an echo of what it was like to be in their mother's wombs. Mm -hmm. And young people, we want you up here with us today because you play a large part in welcoming new children into our space and welcoming them, welcoming them into our family of faith. So thank you for being here and for welcoming this new beautiful child. In our tradition, we baptize both adults and children because we know that God is the one who acts to claim us, even when we don't have language to speak of it. The psalmist reminds us that God knew us when we were still being formed in our mother's wombs. Even then, God knew all about us and loved us completely. And so today, we baptize Aderawa, Alex, Faith, Abbasaju, Franco, loved by the God who loved her parents with her precious life, Mayawa mm -hmm. and Nathan. Will you pray for Aderawa and teach her the way of love? Will you care for her and shepherd her as God shepherds us? If so, say, we will. We will. 
Middle Church, will you pray for Adeirawa and be a safe place for her and all of our children to grow in faith and in confidence of God's grace? If so, say, we will. We will. Let us pray. God, Adeirawa is your beautiful, beloved child. We ask you to bless her life with your mercy and goodness. Walk with her. Shelter her, inspire her, comfort her. Hold her and her parents in your love. Amen. Amen. Mommy, say her name the way we should say it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should. Yeah. Grandma. Grandma, say her yeah. name. Mommy, say her, Grandmama, say her name. Adirewa. 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 And which means? Uh, that... Um, the character is better than beauty. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a dear one, Alex, Faith. Mm. What a beautiful joy it is, baby doll, to baptize you today. In the name of God, whom Jesus called Abba, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, who welcomed all the children, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, who is always going to know you and always be your friend, mm -hmm. and knows that your character is better than beauty. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm not going to give her back. <laughs> Here's your baby. <laughs> Come on down, everyone. This is your baby, middle family. <laughs> Hi! Oh my gosh, she's got the eyes of life, right? Yeah. Congratulations, you guys. Thank you so much. I'm so thank happy. You. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Nathan. Thank so you. happy to be able to do that. You want to go back to them or you want to stay with me? <laughs> she's thinking about it. Okay, she's thinking about it. Can, can, I, can I take you? Can I take you? Maybe. Can I take you? No. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Let us continue to worship God with whatever's on the bulletin, because I'm smitten. I don't know what's next.
Don't, I'm doing announcements. Yeah, you guys can stay if you want to. I'm just going to stand in front of you. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, middle family. Don't they just make you want to sing like a choir of angels? Isn't that good? In exaltation. <laughs> there we go. Um, I'm Jackie Lewis, and if you're here for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome from our family to yours. How many of you are here for the first time today? Yay! Keep your hands up because we're auditioning preachers, so just <laughs> let us know. Okay. Anybody else here for the first time? Where are you from, family? Where are you from? Where are you from? Oh, yeah, good. Carlisle, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania? Toronto. Toronto. LA. LA. Dallas. Dallas. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for coming to be with us, and I hope you'll stay in touch. We worship at 11.45 Eastern Standard Time. You can see us online every week. And if you're online right now, let us wave and give you a hello. Merry Christmas to you with your cocoa and your socks on and your warm place. Glad to have you. A um, couple things that I want to point out today, friends. Uh, it is uh, Christmas Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, our wonderful middle church choir will lead us in worship. Snaps. And at 9 o'clock, the gospel choir will be in worship. We'll have candlelight, we'll have prayer, we'll have lots of love, and a strange homily called Ancestry.God. <laughs> wonder what that's about. I hope you'll come spend some time with us. Come be with us. At 11.35, we'll all be, in, be at home in time to watch our beautiful, bold, new love Christmas special on CBS. C-B-S. Many big snaps and thanks to Michael Hanna and to Charles randolph Wright for working so hard to make it happen. Christina's going to tell you stuff that I don't understand about how we're going to socialize this. Christina. So if you go to Middle Church's Facebook page into the event section and you say you're going to the event, which is you're going to okay, watch goodbye. from home, in the description is your social media toolkit. So there you'll find... The image that you see up here about Bold New Love that you can change on your own Facebook page to have be that cover image. And when you do that, all your friends will see that you're watching it, and they might ask you questions and they might join you. You'll also see sample tweets, sample Facebook, hashtags, and all the tools you need, including everywhere in the nation that it will air. It's on 95% of CBS stations, so a million people will watch Middle Church. Woo! Because of your vision and your love. So please do check out the social media tools because we want all of you to be pastors on Christmas Eve and share this good news. Thank you, Christina. And when you go flipping around, you're gonna be flipping around a shiny new website that our staff built for you. Amen. Amen. Okay, with that and so many more things to say, we are going to invite Amanda to help us pray. But first, let me point out this handsome young gentleman who is worshiping with us today as my dad, Richard Lewis. My daddy. Good morning again, Middle. We come to a time now in our worship 
that is different than what society asks of us. A time where we can stop and sit in silence, sit with ourselves and with our creator. So I invite you to find a posture that is comfortable to you, to close your eyes and to join me in prayer. God of infant baby cries, God of this season, God of love, God of all of us, we are grateful for this warm space and this unique time to sit in your presence. You who woke us up this morning and gathered us here and who gives us purpose and meaning. God, even as we are grateful for space and purpose and silence, our hearts are heavy. We feel the sting of loss, loss of jobs, of health, of relationships, the loss of someone we love who is not with us this holiday. Allow us to feel your love wrapping around us and providing us peace, peace that surpasses understanding as we feel that we're not even grieving right. We feel the sting of the war on poverty. As this week, our administration proposed a plan to gut the food assistance program that millions of Americans rely on for food. We stand in solidarity with our money, our prayers, and our collective, collective action with those seeking asylum at our southern border. As people of faith, we oppose funding a wall that separates God's people from God's people. And we ask that you give us, people of moral conscience, the creative avenues we need to infuse our country with just policy. We pray today for the hundreds of people out of paychecks over the holidays as a result of years of systemic racism and greed that ultimately shut down our government again this week. For the ways we individually and collectively perpetuate poverty and racism. For the many times we have not loved you with our whole hearts, nor our neighbors as ourselves, we ask for forgiveness. This week, where word becomes flesh and moves into our neighborhoods, help us see that flesh. Help us remember your word is flesh, you are flesh, 
all around us. Amen. Now, as you are comfortable, I invite you to stand and hold the hand of someone close to you as we recite the prayer that Jesus taught us to say, saying, ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Good. That will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who is a gift that God gives to each of us that we can give to each other. The peace of Christ be with you and also with you. Peace. Thanks for playing today.
talking to us through all of you. Luke 1, 46b through 55. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. God's mercy is for those who fear God from generation to generation. God has shown strength with God's arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has lifted the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise God made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The word of God for the people of God. Shall we pray for her? 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. That is Sofia Ramos. And Allie and Tony. And Boom Boom and Carol. <laughs> and Carol, thank you. Um, I don't know that we need to pray, but let's do it anyway. That felt like a prayer to me. Let's, let's pray. God, for the goodness of your people and the incredible giftedness that they bring to this space and offering your name, we give you thanks. May we all hear from you today <coughs> words that will grow us and stretch us and help us to follow in your path. Amen. Don't you love the way music can make you feel some kind of way? I could sing, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful every Sunday, and it would take me back to my childhood Christmases. Mom and Dad at Seventh Presbyterian Church. From the beautiful, smoky, jazzy joy of Tad Jones's A Child is Born, to this smoking hot feminist <laughs> uh, treatment to a little drummer boy, now girl, 
Music makes us feel some kind of way. And we sing because we feel some kind of way. So I don't know exactly what genre of song Mary was singing. Maybe she was doing a little like jazz. The Lord has looked upon me with the fullness of his glory. I don't know, some kind of jazz. Or maybe she was doing a little hip hop. Here I am, use me like you can, God. Here I am, just use me like I can. I don't know. Or maybe it was Taizé. I am your chosen one, and you can use me now. Taizé's always weird to me. I don't know what the genre was, but Mary starts singing when she finds out that God has got a special calling on her life. She erupts into joyful song because she hears that she's going to participate in the liberating power of her God. A God she knows from childhood, a God she knows from her story, a God she knows has big ears and can hear the cries of her people and not only hears but moves. Mary's God is not an idol, idol. Mary's God is an active participant in the lives of humankind. They cry foul on injustice and God shows up. They're in bondage and God shows up. They need to be rescued and God shows up time after time after time again. Mary hears from God that the baby inside her is going to have a name that's a mission statement. God saves. And she's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Use me. And she starts singing. We don't know that much about Mary. The Catholics reify her, deify her. The Protestants ignore her. Who's Mary? You've heard me talk about how Jesus gets empired, but this girl gets empired too. She gets cutened up and nicened up. And before you know it, she's just a Placido Domingo womb with which God can do whatever God wants kind of passive, kind of nammy-pammy. But this is a tough little girl. This is a tough 15-year-old girl, African-Semitic, tough 15-year-old girl, feminist girl, I'm going to say, willing and able to say yes in a context where she was relatively voiceless traveling across country to live with her aunt for a little while. I don't always track that, but just like most teenage girls get shipped off away when they're embarrassing their parents with their pregnancy, Mary was shipped off to go hang out with Elizabeth and them. <laughs> kind of scandalized. I mean, she told Joseph that God did it, and some people believed it, but some people didn't. Most people didn't. Most people thought that she had been attacked by maybe a Roman soldier. So it's a kind of unwed Hebrew girl, African-Semitic Hebrew girl in a scandal who's boldly, bravely singing this song of joy. Woo! God's going to use me. But that's only part of it. The rest of it is sort of like a protest song. I mean, she's singing, God, thank you for looking down on the lowliness of your servant. 
But then she's singing, God has come to scatter the proud. And God has come to flip things upside down. And God has come to dismantle systems and structures like the empire that made people suffer. I'm not talking about suffering like I don't have a 4013B suffering. Or I'm not talking about suffering like I'm struggling to pay for my second mortgage or some kind of suffering. I'm talking about like abject poverty where the empire charged high taxes and the empire used it to build roads and make weapons. And yeah, the empire kept the people safe, but the people only subsisted inside the empire. Just like the empire today. Like how the empire today, again, the empire, the system today, decides we don't need social services anymore for the millions who are hungry. Or the empire today decides to build walls to keep people out and build gates around communities to keep the empire safe from the proletariat. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the empire that strangles the suffering and builds wealth on the back of the penniless. Mary's song is a critique of that system, of that culture, of that structure, and a kind of prophetic hint of the time to come. And the time to come isn't that God's going to smite the wealthy. That's not what she sings. But she's singing, everybody's going to have enough. And she's singing a kind of sense that everybody should have enough. That there's enough for everybody, enough fresh water, enough food, enough shelter, enough clothing for everybody. So Mary's song is for the day laborer who only has barely enough to feed their children and goes to work a third job to make ends meet. Mary's song is for the harassed woman struggling to stay safe as she picks grapefruit and a farm. Her song is for all the ones toiling to bring forth fruit of the earth that we all consume in order to live. Her song is for the children in Flint, Michigan who still don't have clean water. <laughs> Mary's song is for the undocumented. Her song is for the immigrant because she was going to have an immigrant baby. Mary's song is for every family who flees persecution. Mary's song is for every black and brown body languishing in prison for smoking some pot. Mary's song is for all of the ones who just ache to be seen and known and loved and valued for exactly who they are. Her song is for the LGBTQ teenager wondering if he comes out, will his mama still love him? Mary's song is for the trans in the T in the group of letters for the trans people marginalized by their own queer people. Come on. Mary's song is for the intra-fighting that Latino people and black people do like, I don't know what that's about. But in the spaces and places where we battle to see who's the most oppressed and can't make a coalition. Mary's song is for every woman whose body has ever been objectified. Mary's song is a Me Too 
critique of patriarchy. Come on now. Mary's song is a wild song. Oscar Romero, priest and martyr, drew a comparison between Mary and the poor and powerless people in his own community. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German pastor and theologian executed by the Nazis for standing up against the annihilation of Jews, called the Magnificat, this song, the most passionate and wildest, one might even say the most revolutionary hymn ever sung. Mary's song is a wild song. It's a dangerous song, like a dangerous prayer. Use me, God, and I know you're up to something cray-cray. Use me, God, and I can feel that you're on the move, coming to fix what's broken and make straight what's crooked and even out the playing field, God. Mary's song is a wild protest, prophetic song from a vulnerable 15-year-old unwed mother to the world to say, I know what God is up to, and I'm going to participate in it. Do you all know that there was a Bible called a slave Bible? And do you know that the slave Bible left out passages about freedom and liberation, left out the whole Exodus story, right? Do you know that in some countries they leave out the parts of the Magnificat? in which Mary is being this prophetic girl. It's okay for her to be like, okay, use me as a womb. But when she starts critiquing structures and systems, it is banned in India, Guatemala, and Argentina. They won't even let it be read, because it's so scary that God is on the move. Mary's song is a kind of acceptance to her call to ministry, to her call to participate in the liberation of God's people. And I just want to remind us this morning that Mary is not the only one called to be a liberator. You and I are also called to gestate justice. You and I are also impregnated with the very dream of God. We are full of the light and love that is the divine energy at work in each of us. I like to think she's a girl, but you might have a boy, put your hand on your belly. I don't know. <laughs> but I want you to touch your stomach for just a second and imagine with me that right inside your belly, God is at work growing something growing righteous indignation, I can't say that, growing righteous indignation, growing impatience with the status quo, growing the right amount of agita. The scripture says Jesus was disturbed in his belly when he looked around at injustice, growing the right amount of disturbance in your belly for everything yucky and ugly, everything racist and classist, everything sexist and homophobic. I want your stomach grumbling with the sense of like, oh, that is not gonna work for me. Touch your belly, can you feel that? Feel it moving? A sense that God's dream is your dream? That you also are theotokos, fancy way to say, bearing God. That you also are Christopher, Christ bearer, 
fancy way of saying Christ-bearer, Christopher, that's what it means. That no matter our religion, no matter what we confess to believe in, that there is something at work in us right now that is the product of an unjust world. It means we can't be apathetic. It means empathy and sympathy are not enough. It means outrage is the only response to the world we've inherited. And we are the ones we've been waiting for to make it right. This isn't just Mary's call. This is our call. We are called to push love out of our bodies. Can you feel the labor pains? We're called to the stretching and pulling, to the shape shifting, to the sinew relaxing. I have never had a baby, but as I heard what happens, <laughs> that there's some drugs that get in you that just make it all relax so you can just push it all out. I want us to be full of that pushing energy, that birth-giving energy to give birth to the reign of God right now on earth. I don't know that we have time to wait. I don't know that we have the luxury of somebody else has got it covered. I think it's you. And I think it's me. So one day when I was in a really bad mood, and I had been down to Washington, D.C. with a whole bunch of women wondering why in the hell we would put somebody named Kavanaugh on the bench. Like there weren't other white men to go on the bench. Somebody accused of such stupid, crazy behavior, but let's just do them anyway. I was really angry and really upset, and I was praying, and I got a poem. And it turned out the poem took the shape of the national anthem. I think you have a song in you. I know you do, because I'm not a musician. But the prayer in you, the poem in you, the ache in you, the desire in you, the vision in you that comes from the holy, that is for us all to see and hear, we've got to sing those songs and do that work. We just have to do it. So this is the one that came out of my body. Will you, will you sing it with me? And please turn off my microphone. <laughs>
freedom. Amen. I'm Susan Davis. I accidentally wandered in here about 15 years ago. Uh, with intention, I came back, and I kept coming back. And then I formally joined probably about 13 years ago. And now, I belong. Amen. <laughs> so I'm Claudia, and I started coming um, here to Middle about eight years ago when I met Susan. Uh, it was like our second date. <laughs> Figure that. Um, anyway, and then uh, six years later, uh, Jackie married us here six Yay. years ago this month. So I continued coming because we were married here. I continued coming because of the community I felt and the welcoming I got every, every week when I did come. And it was the most integrated hour of my week which was uh, transformative for me. And then um, a couple years ago, uh, Susan and I joined the Racial Healing Task Force. Some people here, like Dennis, my new friend. Um, and it was transforming to me. We would get together every uh, a couple weeks, it seemed, and we would talk about uh, racial issues in our community and the church and the nation. And uh, as I said, it was transformative for me. Um, but I still wasn't sure what a well-intentioned white liberal woman should do to help with racial justice. And so I spent the last year uh, intensively studying white supremacy and the role that people like me play in that and in the systematic perpetuation of white supremacy uh, in our country. And it was uh, eye-opening and hard and and, uh, uh, but about time for somebody like me to go, through, to go through that. And what I learned is that, some of what I've learned, because it was like 12 months of intensive studying, uh, that it's not enough to just not be a racist. It's not enough to just make it personal. You gotta be a, an anti-racist. I learned, you have to be an anti-racist. I learned you can't just be an ally, you need to be an accomplice. Right? I learned that we need to use our time and our white privilege and our wealth to help fight the systemic racism that a lot of people don't even know about, except if you just spend a little bit of time reading and looking around. And so the best place, the closest place to me for that is here at Middle. Here at Middle, as you just heard Jackie say, a lot of the people here work on racial, racial justice reform, mass incarceration, healthcare reform, um, immigration reform. And uh, in April, Middle Project that Susan's so involved with uh, is going to do another conference to talk about dismantling uh, white supremacy and racism. 
And so Susan and I wanted to uh, tell you that, because Susan's been with me during this journey, and uh, ask you to join us uh, in helping Middle Church, because black and brown lives matter here. Amen. And uh, we need, as a group, to really fight against the systemic white supremacy that's so prevalent uh, in the country. And so I hope you, uh, if you want to become a member, if you're not a member, you'll join Amanda up here after church. And I, I really implore you to give generously to the church to power the work that's being done here, because we need it. Ditto. Merry Christmas.
Let us pray. God, God who gives us all a song, we are grateful for these gifts of time and talent and money that are a glimpse of our collective song of justice and liberation and love to the world. In a week where we are expecting you to be born again, use these gifts and bring them into the world to do your work in new and powerful ways. Amen. Amen. A moment to say thank yous to you, all of you, for this incredible year. We've had this incredible year. Crazy town, bad things happening in the world, and you middle family showing up all kinds of ways, all kinds of days. Thank you for that. Thank you, thank you so much, Patty and Joe, 
and Perrin for making the sanctuary look beautiful. I mean, it's just gorgeous. We're not gonna ever take it down. <laughs> so we'll have it for Pride Month, you know, we'll just see how it goes. Thank you, Michael's family, especially Beth, for making space for Michael to work so many hours. So many hours. <laughs> and the show. And Joe, that also to you. Thank you, Charles and Joe, for being such generous pros, making such a beautiful product. Thank you, Middle Church Choir, for singing so stunningly. Stunning. Stunning. Thank you, Sniffy. You're just so wonderful. So wonderful. Thank you, Tammy, and thank you, John, for being such colleagues. Thank you, Boom Boom, standing in for the band. Thank you, Gospel Choir. Some of them are in worship today, just awesome. Thank you, Mark. Where's Mark? Thank you, Mark. Oh, my God. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Kim. The dance is stunning. You can't wait to see it. And for every single one of you, too many to list. My board members, my board members' husbands and wives, all of you, Derek, Derek's beautiful family, Susan, leading Middle Project Board, Pete and Christy, who've been forever and brought Nora back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to this man right here. Yes! This is my daddy. This is my dad. My dad. Yeah. And I'm only here because he and mom, you know, decided to make a baby and have me. But daddy, for teaching us all the meaning of faithfulness and stick-to-itiveness and love. Thank you, dad. You're our best Oh my goodness. No, you are, let's stop it. So, now, this is Christmas time and you are full of song. Some of it's jazz, some of it's merengue and salsa, some of it's gospel and classical, but it's your song, your song, just you, yours, your unique song that is your eruption based on your calling, and it's both about joy and prophetic critique, joy and prophetic critique. So sing it, do it, rock it, rap it, do not be shy to let God use you to heal the world because it is our time. It's our time! Freedom! 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 Merry Christmas, Freedom Fighters! See you soon! Thank <laughs> you.